Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Emmanuel Recapitas, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Left to Inspire, the show where we sit down with people that are absolutely crushing it in life, and we dissect exactly how they got there, the failures that they've experienced, the breakthroughs that they've achieved, and most importantly, we do all of this with the core central purpose of creating tangible action that you, the listener, can take. So if you're ready to finally start taking action on you, on your dreams, then you're in the right place. So welcome to the show and get ready to unlock your full potential. All right, we are live on the very first episode of Left to Inspire. As you heard of the intro, my name is Emmanuel Recapitas, and today's episode is about how this podcast is going to help you unlock your potential and finally take action on your dreams. And I'm also going to be sharing more about who I am, what I do, and why I've launched this podcast, because I think that's really important for you to understand. So let's start with what this podcast is about. So Left to Inspire is a story-driven podcast series that with each episode, I'm going to feature a special guest. And this special guest is an expert in their field, in their industry, and they're absolutely crushing it. And most importantly, they've discovered what their superpower is. They found a way to unlock their potential and take action on their dreams. And now they're making an impact on this world. So my promise to you, the listener, is that each episode is going to include some type of user journey that you can take action on to dive into that specific guest's zone of genius, into their expertise, to take action on the things that have gotten them to where they are today, to once and for all unlock your potential because you deserve to see your full potential. The world deserves to see your full potential. So you may be wondering, Emmanuel, what do you mean by I'll be able to take action on a user journey? What does that mean? Awesome question. So a little bit about me before I answer that. I'm a former accountant turned marketer. And most importantly, I found my superpower to be in designing user journeys or to make it a little bit more simple. I build funnels, websites, I create full automations behind all of that. Anything that's online, I create journeys online, plain and simple. So my company, Leftspire, helps B2B companies, keynote speakers, authors, life coaches, business coaches, and fitness coaches, along with other experts to create powerful online experiences for their communities that add additional value to them, that help them get from point A to point B and ascend to the next level, which aligns perfectly with my ethos, which Leftspire means left to inspire My goal is to help millions of people unlock their true potential and live a life of fulfillment and to leave their current situation of unfulfillment and go inspire not only themselves, but people within their community and ultimately the world. With that said, back to how you're going to be able to take action on these user journeys. So I'm going to be utilizing my superpower, which is design for every single episode that has a guest in it to create some type of journey, which means there might be an exercise, a quiz, a challenge, maybe even a script builder, or whatever type of journey makes sense for that particular guest's mission, their purpose, so that you can take action on it. And you go from being a listener and just a a passive participant to an active participant. And more importantly, it's focused on taking action and participating on your dreams. Some of the guests will be experts in exactly what you want to end up doing in your life. So if that's the case, then I highly, highly encourage you to jump into the free gift that these amazing people are presenting you with. Because I promise you that if you take action on these things, you'll make substantial progress on one, unlocking your potential. And two, once and for all, taking action on on you, on your dreams. Because like I said in the intro, you deserve to make that happen for you. Because if you don't live your life to the fullest potential, you're robbing others of getting inspired by you, of getting impacted by you, so that they can live a fulfilled and purpose-driven life. 
So get excited about this journey that we're about to embark on together because I am so fucking pumped for you. I'm about to learn a tremendous amount from these guests as well, but it's time for you to unlock your potential. So with that said, this is the Story Driven Podcast, and while this episode does not have a guest on it, I will be telling you my origin story so you understand exactly where I'm coming from. I remember this day vividly, and I didn't realize at the time the impact that it was about to have on my life, but I was 15 years old, and I had just gotten home from school, and I saw my dad sitting on the couch, just staring at the wall, no TV on or anything, he was just staring across the room, and his energy was low it was super down and to give you a little bit of context the reason why my dad was and I would say broken that's a proper word why my father was broken during this time was that we're not originally from the U.S. and a majority of our time in the U.S. was a journey being undocumented some of you might hate that some of you might have compassion with it whatever your feelings towards it cool but that's my story that's my truth so living a life in the U.S. undocumented everyone goes through hardships but we definitely went through a different series of hardships that you normally wouldn't see if you were on the other side If you were an American citizen. So anyways, the reason why my dad was broken during this time was that he had just worked for four months for this guy and the guy disappeared. He owed my dad 16,000 plus dollars, which to us was like a million dollars. It was everything to us. And the guy just disappeared didn't pay my dad and we were running out of money and there was during this time there was absolutely no work that my dad could find we lived in texas and it just no matter what he did there was nothing that he could do to support his family and now as an adult thinking about that it hurts me but as a 15 year old i didn't really comprehend the severity of what was going on. But when I did get home that day and I felt my dad's energy or lack of energy, instead of hiding my emotions and trying to ignore what was happening because that's something I did all the time as a kid, I said, I'm going to go sit next to him. So I sat next to my dad and what happened next is really the the one of the biggest pivotal moments in my life. So me and my dad have a really close relationship because we're born on the same day. He's a firm believer that I'm a reincarnation of his dad. We're both bald. So (laughs) we, we just, there's just so many commonalities between us that we've always had this special bond. And when I sat next to my dad, all of a sudden, and my dad's a military motherfucker. He is a hard motherfucker. He does not show emotions, or at least he didn't back then. So when I sat next to him, all of a sudden, he started crying. And he laid his head on my lap and was just bawling like a baby. And in that moment, something happened. I went from being the son to being the father in this case and my dad became the son and I remember just comforting him and for some reason something in the back of my head told me things are going to work out when there was absolutely no hope in sight something told me and gave me reassurance that shit would work out I didn't feel like I was lying to my dad and I just told him that we would figure it out. 
And the rest of the day was kind of a blur for me. But I just remember having this heavy energy weighing on me. And when I went to bed and woke up the next day, I had two thoughts that came to mind the second I woke up. And they were crystal clear. The first one was, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. Prior to this, I had a record of getting kicked out of school, doing drugs, failing classes, and just, to be honest, being a complete fuck-up. I felt like a fucking loser, and I allowed the world to tell me that I was a fucking loser, but I blamed everyone else. I had a middle finger up to everyone that had a better life than me, that had more than me, that got better grades than me, that told on me, that got me in trouble. I blamed everyone else and I took zero responsibility for my actions. So when I woke up that day, for some reason, it just said, you're not going to be a victim anymore. And that was take fucking ownership of who you are, what you do. And the other goal, which some people are moved by money, some aren't, to me, if you have absolutely nothing and it takes money to inspire you and motivate you, I promise you that if you are driven by money at the beginning and you find your purpose, the money will, will come. It, it, you're not going to be just driven to just make money. But if you need that to get you to take action, I highly recommend to, to do that because as a kid at 15, undocumented, the most money I'd ever had in my life at that point was probably 100 bucks. And I told myself, I'm going to have $5 million in the bank by the age of 30. It was a 15-year goal. And there is absolutely no reason for an undocumented kid with no light in sight to believe that he could do something that most Americans can't do. But there was certainty in that thought. So, with those two shifts in my mentality, I started to do things differently. I went from being, and, and the only reason I even made it to high school is because I got kicked out of my, my, my middle school for possession of marijuana at school, and I got sent to an alternative school that school was so fucking easy that it allowed me to pass and make it into high school. Because if I would have not passed and gone into high school, that would be my second time to get held back. And I'm certain I would have fucking dropped out. But anyways, from the moment I had that thought, I started taking school seriously. I stopped fucking around. I went from being a CDF student with the occasional B to literally just being an AB student, maybe an occasional C but for the first time in my life, I realized I wasn't fucking stupid. Growing up, I thought I was an idiot, but I just never tried. I always tried to be the cool kid that didn't give a fuck. And I just was finally able to take that mask off and, and to actually try for once in my life. And from that moment on, things started changing for me to the point that three years later, going from having a hundred bucks as the most I'd ever seen to having the opportunity to start a company. Once again, in high school, undocumented. And the reason I had the opportunity to start a company is also because of my misfortune that I couldn't get a job because I was undocumented. I couldn't get a normal job. So what I had to do was just start a company. So at the age of 18 in high school, once again, family was going through shit. My parents could not find work to save their fucking lives, to feed us, to anything, anywhere in Texas. So they had to move away. So this was my senior year of high school. And I said, there's no way I'm leaving. And the stars aligned for me. And I was able to start a title search company. And I went from, and it's fucking crazy, the things that happen if you just allow yourself to be open to new opportunities. Um, and the stars aligning, uh, that part, there is luck involved here, but uh, I think you just have to still be receptive to what's happening and open to embracing your misfortune and your good fortune. So in this case, 
I had the misfortune of parking in a specific spot that someone backed into my car. Fortunately, the person that hit my car was a decent human being that left their insurance information because when I saw my car with a giant dent on the door, my stomach dropped. I knew my family had no money and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do to fix it because there was no way that we were going to be able to afford it. And swear to God, I thought that sticky note was just going to have an I'm sorry, smiley face, and that's it. But thank fucking God that it had the person's information, their insurance information, and I was able to collect insurance money from that particular incident, and it was $900. Uh, I talked to my dad. He's like, yeah, we can fix this ourselves. So instead of going and getting it fixed, fix it ourselves before he moved away. And I got 900 bucks. And I will say when I had $900, I felt like I was on top of the world. It was nine times more money than I'd ever had in my life. I felt like I was rich. And I had this was kind of a, a, a pivotal moment as well for me because I was at a fork in the road. I could have just taking that money and bought an Xbox and some other bullshit and just spent it like I would have done prior to changing my mindset. Or the other option was, okay, my parents are about to move away. I want to graduate high school. I don't want to have to move away. So the only thing I can do is start a business. So not really knowing anything about business, but being forced to do something, I end up starting this title search company. And to be honest, it felt like a miracle because within 30 days of starting this company, I had $5,000 in the bank. And then within the first year of being in business, I made just shy, a gross, just shy of $100,000, which at that point to me, I felt like, you know, I had achieved the American dream. And that specific experience was also a huge learning opportunity for me because I remember going into this with absolutely no experience. I didn't know how to use Excel. I knew nothing about project management, anything. I, I, I was terrible at writing emails, but I just started picking up on the things that I needed to do to actually get the job done. And I taught myself all these additional skills, but I also got a taste of uh, freedom, a, a special type of freedom that a lot of people don't get. Uh, especially whenever you're an employee. And this was to work for myself, to have my own schedule, to uh, this was 2011 and I was working remote online and I saw the power of the internet. I saw how you could make money without having to get a normal job, without having to go into the office. So it really gave me a taste of this amazing freedom that ultimately, I unfortunately, I went on to college and I couldn't balance uh, everything going on in college and running a company. And as the first one in my family to go to a university in the U.S., I decided, you know what, I'm going to be able to start a company one day again, but I'm not going to have another opportunity to have a college experience. So I ended up letting go of the company and I went back to being a broke college kid But I got to have a college experience, which, you know, for some college isn't going to really do anything. To be completely honest, I have done nothing with my degree besides a little bit of work behind it. But what I will say about college is that if you don't treat it as just like, okay, I need to get to class and I need to focus on schoolwork and that's it. But you actually get involved. Like for me, I joined a fraternity. I was able to meet my wife through there. Uh, I was able to meet some amazing people that are lifelong friends, and I was able to get a mentor. So I'm going to fast forward to senior year of college, actually, because this is where one of the biggest pivotal moments that has literally got me to where I am today. And it's been a full circle that because what I do now is full circle to what this person did via a YouTube ad. So some of you might know who Ty Lopez is. Some of you might hate him. Some of you might love him. Uh, it's, it's, it's polar opposites on how people view Ty. But Ty Lopez, he had a YouTube ad called Here in My Garage. And I remember it was three in the morning. I was at the library. I was studying for a test. And 
I decided, okay, I'm going to take a break and I was going to watch some bullshit just to kill like 15 minutes on, on YouTube uh, and then go back to studying. And what happened was, this was before YouTube Red, which is now YouTube Premium, but I clicked on my Time Killer website, which is probably like uh, Ultimate Fails or some shit like that. And Ty's ad comes up and I see this guy with a selfie camera just a Lamborghini behind him and he starts I can't remember exactly what he says but he talks about the Lamborghini and I'm like oh cool I'm not really a car person but I was like oh this guy's got a fucking Lambo that's cool and then he says the only reason he has that Lamborghini and he turns and he's got a huge wall of, of, of books and he says reading those books is what got him that Lamborghini and up to this point I hated reading I loathed it because I always only read for school reading textbooks and it was just something that never interested me and then whenever he said that 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 really caught my attention I was like holy shit you're telling me if I just read some books I can live in Beverly Hills I can have a Lamborghini you know that that caught my attention and from there I ended up clicking on the the ad I watched the the two three minutes of that ad and I clicked on it and it took me to this page and there was this video and I didn't realize how long it was going to be uh, and I didn't realize I was in a funnel which is what I do now but I, I watched this video and the video was called 67 steps to living the good life if you haven't seen it I highly recommend you go on YouTube and, and search it out 67 steps to living the good life by Ty Lopez that video changed my fucking life. I, out of the 67 steps, I only remember one step. And the one step that I do remember, I took immediate action on the next day. So that step was to find two mentors. So during this time, I had one mentor that was helping me through college, also an immigrant. So we super resonated with each other's stories And we got really close, but I realized I needed another mentor because this guy that has a fucking Lamborghini that has everything he wants in life said he had two mentors and that's what helped him break through. So with that said, I said, okay, well, I know I have a test tomorrow, but I'm super into this. So fuck this test. And I literally just spent the rest of the night taking notes and during the, the, the session, he talks about how he approached uh, one of his mentors and how it, it helped him uh, get his start in his career. So I started thinking, who the fuck can I get as a mentor to help help fill that void and get my second mentor and help me potentially get my start? So I started thinking and all of a sudden it hit me. I remember I remember going to this event freshman year of college and I remember it was it was in Dallas. And when I went to the event, I walked into this warehouse in, in the design district. And I remember walking under uh, a Porsche 911 and just seeing this awesome looking fucking warehouse that had all this art and all this different shit. And I was like, what the f- like, where am I like who owns this? So anyways, during that event, I didn't get a chance to meet the guy, but I remembered him and he had made such an impact on me that I reached out to some friends, got his contact info. And that night I wrote a script specifically to that person. So next day, fail my test, driving to my girlfriend's house. And I'm just thinking, I need that. I need a mentor. I need a second mentor. I need a second mentor. So. I literally, I, I just can't wait anymore. So I pull the car over and I dial that person, that specific person's number and I get my script. And honestly, I am scared shitless at this point. I'm like, okay, this guy's going to tell me to go fuck myself, but whatever, I'm going to do it. So I call, ring, ring. This is not going to say his name. Hi, my name is Emmanuel. You probably don't know me, but I met you through X event and I'm looking for a mentor. And I just, I start reading the script and my heart is racing. And within 
five, 10 seconds of reading the script, which at that time felt like an eternity, he interrupts me. He says, you got some balls for calling me. I like it. What's up? And the second he said that, I realized, okay, fuck it. I don't need the script. I completely threw the script away and we just had a conversation, which then led to me meeting him and then getting him as a mentor. And literally the lesson here, which is really important for people to understand is sometimes, and if you've watched Wolf Wall Street, you'll, you'll understand this, but sometimes you just got to pick up the phone and fucking dial that number. You just got to take that risk, stretch yourself, put yourself out of your comfort zone and just reach out to someone. You never know what's on the other side and it could be a massive breakthrough for you. So this cold call that I did was a huge breakthrough for me because right out of college, I had to wait about six, seven months before I could start my accounting job, which I thought that was going to be the American dream because my parents used to clean office buildings. I remember as a little kid going at nighttime and just being in an office and being like, wow, one day I'm going to have a job. I'm going to be like an American. That's that's what I thought the American dream was. So post-college, I have to go. I, I have six months or so of, of just kind of waiting around before I can start my public accounting internship. So I go get a job at a car dealership. And not going to say what dealership I worked at, but honestly, it was the worst experience. I realized I'm a terrible car salesman, not because all car salesmen are terrible, but the the ethics within this organization was completely wrong. You know, it was like, fuck the customer, do anything you can to not give the customer's keys back. It was just a completely toxic environment. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is terrible. It, it hurt me to the core to even try to fuck someone over. So uh, I just, I was a terrible salesman. I, I, I couldn't sell shit because I, I just always was telling the customer, the potential customer, I was like, okay, so the manager's going to come and this is what he's going he's gonna to say, stick to whatever percentage you're looking for. And I just kept giving the customer tips. And that's just part of, of my nature. I don't like fucking people over. I like helping people out. And uh, I remember just being super unhappy. And finally, the mentor, who at that point was, you know, I guess early stages before he was really a mentor, uh, but he called me and uh, he gave me an opportunity to go basically intern and be an analyst at, at his company, uh, and I immediately accepted it. I quit the car sa- the car salesman job, uh, and I went to to go work for him in, in Dallas, and it was such an eye opener going in, into his company because this company acquired brands essentially. And I had no idea that you could buy a brand and license it out to a retailer and collect royalties. So you close one deal and then you make hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars every single year for literally doing nothing besides owning a brand. And that was my, my first taste of what the branding industry, what the intellectual, the value of intellectual property really was. So I, I got experience there and ultimately ended up finishing my internship or analyst job and went on to the public accounting job, which honestly was pretty dope. But I, I quickly realized that it wasn't where I ultimately wanted to be. Uh, in tax accounting, I ended up getting put on the high net worth group, which I was super excited about because, you know, getting to see people's tax returns making $50 million a year was phenomenal. It was it was so inspiring to me. And I, it just also affirmed to me that ultimately, I don't want to be the accountant to this person. I want to be like this person. So I knew deep down that there's no way, even if I was going to be a tax partner making $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, I personally would not be fulfilled. The money would be great, but once again, it's not all about the money. If you're not happy with what you do, I, I don't think the money matters. Sure, if you have to do that for a bit, you know, like there's, you're not always going to be happy. So if you have to eat shit for a while, then so be it. But I just did not see my path within public accounting. So I did about a year and a half just 
a little over a year and a half in, in public accounting. And during that time, I would reach out to my mentor and I would pitch him different ideas that I had, my vision for different brands that he owned. And one day out of the blue, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of in a low point within the, the public accounting space. I, I, I just transitioned into becoming an auditor uh, because I wanted to, to kind of move around and, and see what the, that experience was really like because you got to travel and see other, other companies' books and see how they operate, which I thought was interesting. Um, but out of the blue, I get a call and he asked me if I want to go to dinner. So I go to dinner with him and during dinner, I'm 25 years old and he offers me the opportunity to go run operations at his company to be essentially a COO. And at that point, I mean, to me, it was a no brainer. I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. So I ended up leaving public accounting as a whole and went into operations back into the branding space and I was super excited about it. So for about two years, I, I focused on that area of things and we ended up deciding, you know what, we have some brands that we're not doing too much with. Let's, let's take on some operations. Let's, let's launch some brands. And this actually is what got me into the fashion industry, which ultimately gets me into marketing. But we end up launching a, a swimwear line and we manufacture it overseas in Europe and completely nothing against how... Europeans and in this case Italians manufacture things because they make amazing products but my experience going through it and manufacturing products even though we had a partner that was an expert in it he didn't really share too much along the way and since we had no experience in that sector it ended up just being a to, to me it felt like a complete shit show and it just it was a terrible experience in that perspective uh, it didn't mean that nothing didn't work, but it just, I, I, I thought there has to be something better. There has to be an easier way to do this. And then we found a company based out of the U.S. So I was like, okay, cool. There's no, there's no communication barrier. We're pretty much in the t same time zone. And the unique part about this company was that they were a software company as well. So it was a manufacturer and a software company, I was like, okay, cool. I'm a, so I'm, a, I'm a tech junkie, so if there's any way technology makes my life easier, I'm all for it. So we ended up becoming clients at this company, and I ended up building a relationship, a, a friendship with, with the CEO at this company that led me to uh, build a special bond. And it, I, I, I remember I would call... I would call her and just give her different ideas, never with the intention to work together, but I would just, you know, as a client, I wanted my experience to be the best possible. So I would just pitch different ideas that I think could, I thought could improve the customer experience and the ultimate value proposition that they had to offer. So um, during, during this time as, as a new client with this company, uh, some things started kind of changing within the company. And I realized long-term that, I probably needed to step away from that and, and go really immerse myself in a in a company that had a bigger team because we were a private investment company, so very small. Uh, and there was a lot of things that, you know, if you don't know something, you just don't know it you, you, or you don't know what you don't know. And yes, you can go and, and try to learn it, but it's better if you can immerse yourself in an environment where it's more inducive to to learn that particular thing so in this case i knew nothing about how to really grow a brand and like i said i knew i i needed to to go do something else and i ended up leaving this company and the stars aligned once again because the value that i added with my calls to to the ceo of that company by just wanting to throw out ideas that I thought could improve the customer experience planted a seed in her head without me intending for this to happen. But at one point she said, if only you could join my company. And at that point I knew that I was leaving that company. So I ended up moving from Dallas, Texas to New Jersey and I ended up joining this company and I went into the marketing department and this is where I started really getting to where I am today uh, because 
my time at this startup, I always wanted to be part of a, a tech startup. So I was super excited about this. I always wanted to live in New York City. And while I wasn't in New York City, I was right down the street from Manhattan uh, through Jersey City. Um, so I honestly felt like I was crossing something off my bucket list and achieving my dream of being in a, in a, in a tech startup. So I super embraced the, the startup life. And for two plus years, I committed 100% of me to this company. I remember I would sleep on the floor. I would stay the night at the, the, the office. But being at this company and really embracing and giving it my all allowed me to, to start finding my voice. I had the opportunity to, to start a podcast or continue a podcast because they had originally started it. So I became the host of a podcast within the startup. So I learned how to interview people. I learned how to really find my voice. And then within the marketing side of things, I've always been a creative person. I've always been good at drawing. Uh, so I started designing digital art, I would say, uh, to create user journeys. So let's say a webinar. I started with webinars, uh, updating websites within the marketing department. Um, and I started getting good at it. But something I learned that I think is a really important lesson if you're a marketer is that at the beginning, I always relied on what I thought was cool, what I thought looked good, and what my boss or someone else thought aesthetically looked good on brand, essentially, even though at that point we didn't really know what on brand was. But anyways, I realized that you know, my bias perspective and, and the bias perspectives of the, of the other people, it, it didn't really matter, you know, because you can, it, it, at the end of the day, it does not matter what you think, what your boss thinks, what anyone thinks, except for the customer. If the customer does not like your user journey, what you've built, it's pointless. It can be super pretty and do absolutely nothing for you. So, I kind of started realizing that because I did two webinars and I did the webinars based on just kind of different inspiration that I got, but it wasn't really anything that I knew was working. This was during the time that I, I didn't understand the power of reverse engineering. So my third webinar is really where the light bulb turned on. And this is a huge tip to any of you marketers um, that especially if you're, if you're getting started now, like I said, it doesn't matter what you think, and there is tremendous power in reverse engineering someone else's stuff that works. And I don't mean copy what they do, but what I did was I ended up watching this webinar. Uh, it was called the KBB Method. It was Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, and Russell Brunson. So this webinar, it inspired me, and it one, that, that means it's a good webinar if it, if it gets you really thinking about, okay, well, I want to do whatever this next thing is, but I didn't have the money to, to jump into what they were doing. But what I did realize was, okay, you know what? This webinar made me feel something. It made me want to take action. What if I try to mimic what they did, but for our brand? And I shit you not, literally just, I, I, I screen captured every single part of the of the user journey up until the point that you pay so I didn't really see what the next part was but I screen captured that and I took a I, I put it on the graphic design software so I was able to take a step back and kind of look at it I zoomed out and I could look at their journey so I got inspired by that and I built our journey and built my webinar around kind of the framework of what they were doing and like I said I shit you not nothing changed besides the ads were the same, ad spend was the same, but the vessel changed and it no longer went from something that I thought was, oh, I think this is pretty, this is this is the way that I want to do it or listening to what the boss said. I built something based on what I was inspired by, by people that I know were doing really well. They're the best in the industry, essentially, so or the best in the world. So with that said, I built this webinar and it crushed. 
it was converting at like 25%. My sales team was like, what the hell did you do? Like people were raving about this webinar. And that's when the light bulb just kind of turned on for me. I'm like, holy shit, there's power here. Like no longer does it matter what I think. Sure, along the way, you can give your, your you know, you, you put in your creativity and, and your authentic self. But my opinion on, okay, yeah, I think this is cute. This is bad, but whatever it is, eh, does not matter. Find something that works, model after it, and that's how you can at least get started. So once I did that, I realized, okay, cool. There's a ton of power here. I'm going to focus purely on reverse engineering different journeys. Um, so right around this time is when we lead into covid so I, I started crushing it. This was, you know, I felt like I was on top of the world. My webinar was doing amazing. Uh, it was a webinar replay. So it was just continuously converting new leads, converting new leads, converting new leads, educating. Oh, you, you're, you're a startup. Here's this path. Oh, you're already in business. Here's this path. Oh, you're an uh, enterprise company. Here's this path. And it was just, it was doing awesome. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, something shifted at my company prior to COVID we would service at my former company prior to COVID we would service startups established brands and enterprise brands but once COVID hit we started focusing purely on enterprise brands and I'll be honest since I never worked for a big enterprise company or anything like that it was hard for me to connect with that type of customer also, because I hosted the podcast, my focus on the podcast was always talking to startups. And to know that that particular audience was gone, it just, you know, a, a disconnect started happening within this company. And long story short, I ended up parting ways with the startup I was at. And to an extent, I, would, I was pushed to do it, but I'm happy that it happened because I was able to finally start my brand or my company, Leftspire. And something I just want to know, which obviously you can't see, but uh, if you ever see me or see a video of me, if you look at my right bicep, uh, the word Leftspire is on there. So I tattooed myself about two years before starting my company because I knew one day I'm going to start this company and the only way that I'm going to actually take action on it is if I tattoo it on my body because one day if I have a kid, anything like that, or if I don't have kids but my siblings do uh, and I have a, a nephew or niece that come up to me, they're like, what's that tattoo on your arm? And if I didn't take action on something that I put on my body, I would feel like a fucking idiot and I would be embarrassed of... of not just pursuing something that I felt was super fucking important to me. So the stars aligned once again. And I, like I said, I was pushed to, to once and for all take action on it and, and blessed to have my wife that was super supportive about it. And, and she supported us during this process of, of me getting started because I will say starting a business for some people, they hit it off right off the bat and they're crushing it. But for me, from my experience, it ended up not, it wasn't like it was whenever I was 18 and I was crushing it right off the bat, or at least for me as an 18 year old, I felt like I was crushing it. Uh, it took a while. It, I, I definitely, I hit some low points um, during COVID and, and just being isolated. And it was very hard to, uh, to really start finding my voice again. And and leaning into to my superpower. But um, I will also say there's another important lesson which has led to many breakthroughs in my business recently. Uh, and that is the power of doing work for free. Uh, for some, there's pride, ego, whatever it is, you just are not willing to do it. For me, I had just started a company I had zero clients and I said, okay, who's someone that I know that I look up to that I could find a way to add value to them? They don't have to pay me shit. I don't care. And I remember this guy that I had interviewed. Uh, he's actually a guest on my podcast. So uh, you'll, you'll get to meet him 
or listen to his story, which is super inspiring. But um, I reached out to this guy. I reached out to two people, both people that inspire me, and I offered to work for free. Uh, one took me up on it. They both took me up on it, but one actually like moved forward with me on it. And I am so fucking blessed that he said yes, because working for free for this individual, which I'm not going to say his name, but you're, you, you'll get, you'll, you'll learn his story. Uh, and I acknowledge who he is, uh, within the podcast or my interview with him. But anyways, working for free led to so many breakthroughs. One, I immediately got to work. Even though I wasn't getting paid, I was able to start creating. And that's the important part. Sometimes people wait so long before they take action. They wait for things to be perfect. I just literally started working for this guy. And I was like, okay, what are you trying to do? And we started designing. And I started designing things I had never done before. But once again, power of reverse engineering. I looked at inspiration from people that were doing really well. And I started building new journeys. Anyways, because I did this work for free, he ended up introducing me to another keynote speaker. And that keynote speaker, once again, is also on the podcast. Uh, But this keynote speaker introduced me to... So this keynote speaker is in Austin and in Austin, Texas. And that's where I was moving to. And that's where I currently live now. But at this time, I lived in Jersey. And he introduced me to this keynote speaker from Austin. And I ended up offering him some work for free as well. You know, it's like I I have no clients. Uh, I'm just trying to learn. I'm eager to learn. I'm eager to help and support in any way possible. So I offered to work for free. And because of working for free, again, it allowed me to it, it allowed me to to make a meaningful impact and i wasn't it was more just to to get the experience it's not like i'm saying hey i'll work for free give me something it's i'll work for free and i'll keep giving and if you give something one day awesome if not i'm just going to keep giving because if you change your mindset to a giving mentality you'll end up getting everything you want So anyways, because of that, I formed a relationship with him, which then he introduced me to one of the most pivotal people in my life as of right now. Uh, And I I definitely see all all three of these people are people that will be in my life for the rest of my life, essentially. Um, But the person that he introduced me to, also another exciting guest, which very pumped for you guys to listen to this episode because this is one of the most connected people in the marketing space and he is just the ultimate connector Uh, and for those of you that feel like you're isolated and you don't know how to connect with people his story is going to be extremely impactful but anyways he introduced me to this guy and he the keynote speaker introduced me to him And he ended up buying me uh, membership access to uh, this other individual, uh, his company. And his company is called Internet Marketing Party. Uh, Highly advise any of you to, if if you're, if you're look, if one, if you're in the Austin area, check out Internet Marketing Party. Um, But two, like if you're in marketing at all, you can access everything online. But what internet marketing party has done for me is life-changing and once again the power of free work i remember getting access to the portal i attended one event and then i got access to this portal and i started seeing okay wow there's amazing guests and full circle but and i haven't gotten to meet them just yet but i will uh, because i will manifest it uh, but Ty Lopez, the the guy that did the YouTube ad, the sixty, the Here in My Garage, the sixty seven steps to living the good life, he has been a guest and had done uh, uh, an interview, a session with an internet marketing party, and I just found that so interesting, and, and I'm just like, wow, like stars are aligning once again. But anyways, uh, when, as a designer, and when I logged into the portal at internet marketing party, I told myself, okay, wait a second, like 
here's the caliber of these people, but the, the, the visuals and what this journey looks like does not meet that caliber. So once again, the power of free work, I, I reached out to this individual and I sent him, I, I went ahead and, and did a complete redesign of what the, the portal would look like. And I sent him an email basically saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a member, here's a free redesign. And I was kind of blunt in the email and just told him, uh, as a designer, I don't think it, it aligns. And I, I think I try to say in the nicest way possible, um, but he loved the response. And we ended up building a relationship from there. And long story short, the power of, of free work, guys, is should not be overlooked. Uh, don't go in just expecting something, but if you have the ability to learn, if you really want to lean into your superpower, if you have any idea what that is, the best way to go about it is you start doing work for free. If it turns into something awesome, but you can do a bunch of work for free and someone doesn't do anything and doesn't connect you with someone and so be it, but you gained valuable experience and you got to practice more and more and I was fortunate that each of the times that I did free work, I was introduced to new people and I had the opportunity to impact more people along the way. So um, this has been one of the best things that I could have done for for my business because because of, of doing this, I gained a shit ton of experience, but then also... I have gotten to meet, I honestly, I am blessed at the people that I've gotten to meet over the past eight months or so. I went from literally feeling like, okay, I like, I shit you not, I ended up having to apply for jobs because I thought I was not going to find a way through. I was completely in my head. I felt sorry for myself and COVID didn't help any of the situation, uh, but getting to to work with these people allowed me to meet more and more people and it started building my confidence. And one thing that I'll say for any of you that currently don't exercise uh, and you're also in your head and you're uh, maybe on a more negative side, January or February of, of, of this year, of 2021, I was in, in what I think w- was a, a pretty dark spot and I was feeling sorry for myself and the victim's mentality started kicking in and I really didn't know what I was going to do. And I decided on February 21st that, okay, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done feeling sorry for myself. I'm done feeling like shit. And I just went for a run. I started working out and literally from February 21st exercising I would make sure I'd work out first thing in the morning. So then the rest of my day, I already had some type of wind behind me. And it started leading to breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And the combination of exercise with some free work along the way and getting that experience and getting clear on what I wanted to do allowed me to get those breakthroughs and to get clients that actually paid me, <laughs> which is important for sure if you're trying to start a business. But um, I will say that I had the support of, of my wife uh, along the way. So that was definitely a, a, an important factor. But to those of you that are not married and you don't have someone that will support you during this process, um, let go of that ego and move in, move back home with, with mom and dad. Uh, if you don't have mom and dad, if you have a sibling, move back in with them, find someone that you can live with couch surf if you have to, um, and, and just be okay with, with having to start over, but don't be in your head. And if you are find ways to get out of it, if, if exercise isn't the key for you, maybe it's reading, maybe it's playing an instrument, whatever it is that gets you out of your own head and puts you in the right state of mind that makes you feel like you have some type of win. And then if you can combine that with, okay, I'll do some free work for, for people along the way, I think we'll have a transformative experience on your life like it has for me. So that is, in a nutshell, my story of, of, of how I got to where I am today. And 
one thing that I, I, I will say with, with Left Spire as it currently is today, which it, this is going to be really interesting to see in the future and come back to this episode uh, a couple of years from now, is that my vision for Left Spire, because I, like I said, I worked for a tech startup, my vision for Left Spire is to ultimately be a software company. But to get there, it is a design agency right now, and like I said, I lean on my I lean on my my superpower, which is design, uh, and having the ability to work with people in the marketing space has been a godsend for me because ultimately all of this will connect back to the software that I'm going to be building, which the software is what will help me impact millions of people to leave their current situation of unfulfillment and live a fulfilled life that inspires not only themselves but their community and the world but the beautiful part about it is with my existing design agency it still aligns with that same vision because i work with people that are impacting tens of thousands of people and it just honestly fills my heart with joy and gives me purpose and gives me inspiration to continue to do the things that I do, which includes launching this podcast, because ultimately all those people are allow and, and my superpower of design, helping those people is allowing me to touch tens of thousands of people, even if it's indirectly, or in this case, it's directly, but I'm not the the vision or the entrepreneur behind it. I am helping that particular person, which I will say, uh, I think it's okay to be the support for others along the way. Um, you know, I, you need to go and, and find that superpower. You need to find ways to unlock your potential. So if that means go and support someone else. So someone else can be the number one. That is okay. You don't have to be number one from the get-go. And if you never are number one and you don't want to be, then that's okay too. But ultimately, I used to think, okay, well, if my first job ever was my own company, like I have to be my own boss. And I kind of was getting in my head about working for other people and making other people's dreams come true. But that was because I was still in a selfish mentality. And if you switch to a giver's mentality and you give and give and give, You'll be able to have whatever you want. But the one thing I will say is, yes, give, give, give. But if ultimately you want to be the vision and you want to be the number one and the best at what you do, then you need to lean into that superpower, create a vision strong enough to want to deal with all the shit that you're going to have to in order to build something for yourself and actually take action on it. Because I will say it is very hard, at least for me, and I would assume a lot of you feel the same way. It's really easy for us to dissect someone else, someone else's life, uh, their business, and give them advice. But then when it comes to doing our own stuff, it becomes an impossible task for some reason. You know, it, you just decide, OK, well, you know, I, I'll put my stuff off to the side and I'll, I'll work on it later. But one thing I realized and it, it was a realization o over the past month or so, because I, I've been doing a, a leadership summit um, and I realized that I allow myself to kind of take the back seat and, and just wait. Um, you know, it, it's not my time yet. Uh, I'll do it in the future. And something that I learned and this is obvious, but sometimes it takes you having to get in, having a different perspective to really remember this and, and have it hit home. But there's absolutely no guarantee that tomorrow is going to be here for you. So if you found what your purpose is and you have the skill set, whether it's the technical skill set or the communication skill set that can allow you to bring the people together that you need to actually make that dream a reality. If you have those things, then you must start taking action on your dreams and stop taking the back seat. So my promise to you, the listener, and it's an affirmation for myself, is that 
yes, I will continue to give and support and help others along the way, but I will no longer take the back seat for my dreams. And I'm going to continue to build LeftSpy into the company that I know will impact millions of people. And I'm going to continue to pour my soul to this podcast and with the guests so we can give you as much value as possible to help you truly unlock your potential. Because if this immigrant kid that didn't exist in this country is finding a way through it and is able to connect with some of the best people in the industry in the world, and this is just the beginning for my journey, you have the ability to do anything you set your mind to. It's not going to happen overnight. This has been over 10 years of transformation. But I promise you that if you just set your mind to it and you set your intention and just start slowly but surely chipping away, chipping away, making progress, working for free if you have to, work for free, get rid of that ego, get rid of that pride and just get to work, to work on yourself to help others, to ultimately make your impact on this world. So with that said, I hope you see where I'm coming from. This is not just a podcast to, for the sake of having a show or just to bullshit around. This is a very intentional series. It's going to be story-driven. You're going to learn exactly what people are doing that is working for them, how they got to where they are, and how you can take action. So with that said, I hope that you've enjoyed this origin story episode. I know we ran a little long, but I poured my soul into this episode. I hope you know where I'm coming from. And I am so, so excited to help you unlock your potential. With that said, I'll see you on the other side. Peace.